outside of the podcast, like I, I just was like, it's just gonna be so nice just to hang out and talk about music stuff and yeah. and just life. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> All right, you wanna try this out? Yeah. Are we? Uh, we're we're gonna we'll jump right into it. We don't, um, we don't have to. Do you, do you want we these? can kiss a little bit first. <laughs> Down for that. Ooh. Can you hear yourself? I oh, I left the metronome on. That's cool. We can we can have a a pretty uh, rhythmic conversation. Yeah, we should we should podcast. <laughs> Let's do it at like like one twenty at the standard. Perfect, dude. The standard tempo. Staying alive. The hardest thing with my new setup is like trying to talk to someone and yeah. like look at them without like my thing hitting the computer because <laughs> yeah. i've got so much good? stuff Ooh, crammed in here yeah 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 i think good. i got the microphone set up pretty because i i said i wasn't ready but i yeah. did actually set things up today more than i normally do Ooh, heck yeah, and uh and i'm liking do you hear a beep is that yeah, your that's me oh okay it's gonna happen <laughs> is the hot pocket done it's my <laughs> yep. my blood sugar's high <laughs> yeah because it's always high oh i'm sorry it's okay um, we're also i'm i'm really excited to see how we handle this but i will have to go pee at some point oh the, dude the podcast yeah okay so, so i mean there might norm- be some like hold music or something no we'll just pause normally i uh Normally, I just start, like, wrapping things up around an hour because I don't think yeah. anyone wants to listen too long. I have a feeling we're going to go long, so yeah. take as many breaks as you need. We'll just Perfect. pause. Yeah. Uh, like People can listen to the Anytime you sandwiches. have to pee, I'll just go because I have to pee all the time. I yeah. just I, I hold it a lot. I just know. I just know I'm going yeah. to have to. I'm glad we're opening with this. Yeah. Um, but so they, yeah. they're looking for it. Before we, like, really start, I was thinking about this episode before uh on on the drive today i drove out to the bay area to drop Mm -hmm. Kaylin off and i was like you know i have a format kind of i I don't take notes i you know it's pretty loose it's just a conversation but i know i have like things that i ask people and like the thing that we normally start off with is the origin story like your songwriting origin story and i was like i'm getting chills a little bit right now because your origin story overlaps with mine so much yeah because like I'm, I'm like, just, I'm getting choked up thinking about this because like there are people in my life that I consider like brothers, you know, man, I'm about to cry. Just let's cry, dude. I'm ready. Like this is true songwriter therapy. Let's get, let's get into it. I haven't even introduced you, but yeah, but like, (laughs) you know, I have real brothers, Yeah. but like, like you and Mike and Oscar, um, and Daniel and Brandon now, uh, fucking like you guys are like my real brothers, you know? And, uh, it's just so cool to have you here. have someone to like, I always interject with my story a little bit, but like, I'm like, wow, this is like, this is a little bit of my story. So that's tight, dude. Sorry, I'm getting a little choked up just thinking about that, like in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. I know. I know, uh. Your relationship with your brothers has been a little rocky, so. Um. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's gotten worse too. To be like, yeah. not with Adam. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't care. No one knows you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's like, talk about like, your honestly, family. Honestly, <laughs> I haven't talked to Adam in like, um, you know, ten years now, probably. Yeah, that's. Uh, but uh, things are getting, things are just weird with my family because of yeah. you know, uh, the world and uh, and mm. like stuff. So. Um, you know, it's, it's weird cause I'm so close with my parents, but at the same time we butt heads on things. And then, yeah. you know, my, my other brother, Aaron is just like, 
uh, off in another world, kind of not not necessarily in a bad way, but in a yeah. way that like we've we've never gotten along. He's always not understood me, and I don't think I've understood him. And um, and now we're at a point where you know, he's doing his own thing. So there's this extra distance on top of the, like us mm. not just getting along and not knowing each other, not knowing yeah. how to talk to each other. So yeah, there's that. I, yeah. Family man. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I get, um, like, you know, I'll be like around certain family it's it gets like so uncomfortable and i just think to myself like man it's so it's easier around like friends you know it's like why yeah i don't know well yeah i mean we don't have enough uh i I think there's like i want to believe there's still like a special place for all of us with our families like I, i want people who have like similar situations as me and worse to yeah. be able to find peace with their family and, and find understanding. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, but that's hard, but I think there's like so much solace in knowing that you can form these like family feelings and family bonds with people that like, yeah. y- you know, y- you weren't born from or born along with, I don't know what yeah. the right, <laughs> right way to say that is, but you know, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's just really weird because, you know, it feels like people that you've spent your whole life with and have the same experience with, and, you know, I'm talking like cousins and stuff like that. You'd think you would land somewhere in the same vicinity, like with, when it comes to things you like and, you know, you'd have like so much stuff to talk about, but it's yeah. like, like usually the opposite or like with, with some, it's like you guys land super close and you can talk and you're yeah. super close, but then others, it feels like they feel like a stranger and no matter how much, you know, billion hours that you've spent with them, you yeah. know, it's just so weird. It is so weird. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think um, sometimes beyond just enjoying and liking the same things too. There's there's something, um, something about personality types too. You know, you'd think with all the time that you spend with family, your personality types align. But um, yeah. you know, as I get older, I realize, um, you know, the incompatibilities I have with with the people that I've spent a lot of time with as far as my family goes. Um, like even, you know how close I am with my sister, but you know, as we get older there, you know, we're still, we still love so many of the same things. And I think we still get along and I still consider, you know, she's like a brother to me. I always say that. Um, but we have these different personality types and, and, um, and definitely things that she, or lifestyles that she's grown into yeah. that I just never have have been interested in um, that uh, that make it harder for me to to you know communicate with her yeah. um, in the way that I do with my friends who um, somehow we have personality types that sync up or um, or such a strong bond you know that I've we've lost with uh, with family members and even at our at our age you know I'm thinking about it, I'm like well you know, let's see, I, I moved out of my parents' house when I was about 20 ish, 21. 
So that's almost that's at least 14 years ago. Yeah. That's a big chunk of time, you know. Yeah. I, I've been in and out of there, but at the same time, like my brothers and sister haven't lived that, you know, we haven't all been in one place living for a long time. Yeah. Um, so it's just just kind of weird uh, what time does to familial bonds. And, oh, yeah, man. And stuff. It's, it's sometimes I think about like, like high school, you know, the four years, um, that it took for us to get through high school felt like an eternity. Yeah. And, and it's like now four years goes by so quick, so quickly. And it's, it's like, yeah, we moved yeah, in here like nuts. three years ago and I'm yeah. like, uh, just thinking about it. I'm, I'm going through like some, we'll talk about this after the thing, but I'm going through some like, uh, career changes. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah. want to bore people, but, and, but you know, cry, I've been, man. I've been there for like, uh, three years and I'm like, I went by super fast, but also like it's, it's time for, for change stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it is crazy thinking about how, how long it felt when you're in high school, but then man, how much you miss it after afterwards, yeah. at least, you know, I, I know not everyone has that experience, but uh, you know, me thinking back to high school and like, it's true what like older people said back then, you know, yeah. they're like blinking, you miss it and all of that stuff. Yeah. And it is true. Like, I think back to like going to shows and, uh, all the, all the things outside of like not liking homework that were so great about that age, yeah. you know, that, I mean, I definitely, I don't feel that way about high school. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> had a different experience. I had a different then. experience, that's okay. That's okay. but I feel that way about yeah. like, like the Euclid house. And yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like that, you know, my early twenties and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. that's when it was like really good for yeah. me. Same. You know? I, I miss the, those ages too, but I will say how great is it to be a gear dad? Yeah. So fun, <laughs> dude. So fun. It's, oh man. It's so nice to be like, Oh, I can afford that. Yeah. You know, and or just to know what you're doing. Know what you're, I was just you know? going to say that like, I was, I feel like the last, you know, five years of my life, maybe a little bit before that because of other things that I've felt good about, but just, or just even the last two years, I'm like, like this year, this past month, I was writing some music on guitar and I was like, I know how to find, I know how to play guitar, I think. Yeah. I was like, I think so I finally tight. know how to play guitar. Yeah. That's sick, dude. <laughs> I, it's only like in the last six months, it's sort of been, a creative sort of renaissance for me because yeah. like I I've sort of kept my head down for a long time just practically like using art as yeah. like you know um you know our church needs podcast music and you know we have these songs and we want to record them uh, okay like let me figure that out yeah and it's just recently kind of clicked in my head that like oh I I can do this now, you know, mm -hmm. like basically, you, you know, I used to always dream and I think we talked about this a little bit, maybe at your show, but it's like, I used to always dream about being a full-time musician. Yes. Because you just get to do music full-time, but also yeah. like, because you have all this access to a studio and you get to throw out as many ideas as you want and stack and blend and like, yeah. you know, like get dive super deep into the craft. Yeah. And like, I've just recently realized like, Oh, I, 
I can, I can do that. Like, I don't need yeah. to be a, a full-time musician to do that because, you know, like my skills as a producer and a, you know, you know, engineer have improved and the technology yeah. has improved so much that yeah. it's like so the approachable, for sure. you know? Uh, I would also add to that the access to information and education is yeah. like, Insane. There, there's so many great like on just YouTube, YouTube it yeah. YouTube there's there's like channels on YouTube that I'm like you know I'm I'm editing drums right now for Dog Dream and um and uh I'm not quite there yet yeah I'm not editing drums <laughs> well, <laughs> good yeah it's easier than you think it's so, is it it's easier than well I will also say that like watching a pro do yeah. it helps you know like okay I have to do these things I don't know how mm-hmm. to do it technically yeah. But now that I've seen someone do it the right way, I can yeah. YouTube it. And, and so I, I've got YouTube up and I'm like watching the video and then I pause the video and do it up to that step, you know, yeah. until I turn it into a muscle memory because it's not yeah. there yet. But shout out to like Ben, you know, from Newtone Studios. Yeah. Uh, like watch. We did. We did. Ben, ben yeah, to he's me, a wizard. He never made it look easy. Like I yeah. would watch him and like, no, I'm never going to know. I yeah. mean, because Pro Tools just looks hard yeah. <laughs> when oh. you look at it. He does it so fast. I'm not saying he makes it look easy, yeah. but like watching him work yeah. and then hearing the outcome. Yeah. And, and, like, and oh. asking him questions here and there, you go like, okay, oh, that's how you record and, and like edit vi- uh, vocals. That's how you record and edit drums. And now I can go, you know, Google it, yeah. look it up on YouTube on my own when I'm ready. To, and I haven't been ready to do things on my own for a long time. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be deep as deep into recording as I am today if like last summer Oscar didn't ask me like, hey, can you just do some like shitty little demos for yeah. Dog Dream? Yeah. And I was like, why don't we like yeah. do something kind of nice? Let's see what yeah. we can That's do. That's old Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then 15 years ago, yeah. Andrew. <laughs> and then, yeah, cause I've always wanted to record, yeah. but then I've always, everything always came out so, so bad. I'll always, I, I actually think the best song that I've ever recorded was when we collaborated on. And that mm-hmm. was your son from yeah. these waking giants. And I think that one came it out never... so good because we were working together. Yeah. And you edited it, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, like you mixed it, and I love, I love the way that sounds. Like I know yeah. it's probably like an unfinished demo, but mm-hmm. out of everything we've ever recorded, I like the, I like that better than the My Darling Mayday yeah. recordings. You know, I, I go back and listen to that quite yeah. a bit. Although then I get irritated that you know nothing's on a click, and so it yeah. speeds up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slows yeah, yeah, down, yeah, and yeah. you know those little, well, those little, you know mistakes we'll talk about that too (laughs) (laughs) Um, dude yeah okay so like we've we've been chatting for a little bit here with no introductions this is this is just how this is great though like this is i i can feel it um okay so let's introduce you and then we'll get back into like all the fun stuff yeah um so start you know how i started off like who are you and why are you on songwriters therapy yeah so i need a lot of therapy (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, because we've been friends for forever, like mainly around music. And Mm -hmm. so we share, uh, an interest in music, but like more specifically an interest in songwriting. Yeah. Um, um, and dude, I'm really excited to get into like the weeds. Yeah. I feel like like we already are getting into the weeds. I know, like we're already going to get into the weeds, but I, I, 
like I'm really excited to like get into the songwriting stuff. Okay, you know? we'll go because we can go. we can like yeah. breeze through the origin story. If yeah, people want to hear that, people but it's like hear it though. Yeah, yeah, but like we could spend hours just yeah. there. We'll and try. I get we'll to try the to make it brief. Stuff. I have notes. Okay. Oh, perfect. Notes, yeah, dude. that's good. I, mean, I have questions. You got to say. You, you got to say who you are, though. Oh, sorry. You, you I'm just. My name's Josiah. And uh, what's your uh, music project right now? Um, I'm in two bands right now. I am in um, my project called uh, Bunny Fox, mm-hmm. and um, then I'm in a like a hard rock band oh. called called Override. Override. That's such a good name for a hard dude, rock band, dude. And it's we're we're thinking about changing it to Overdrive. Oh, which is just that's as good. Even that yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see yeah. if that. I happens. like kind of like personally. I like Override. Yeah. Because it's like, like Overdrive is is super music yeah. oriented, and I get it. I yeah. love that too. But Override is like bypass. Yeah. You know, it's a bypass. I I don't know. I like something about that name. Yeah. Me yeah. too. I uh, right now we just do Offspring covers though. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> how come you haven't played a show yet? <laughs> oh, oh man, that's um, cool. You're and playing then guitar in that? Oh, I'm doing everything. It's you doing it's, everything. It's me. And it's my, just you. It's no, me and my boys. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> yeah, me Atticus oh, and Carver. Oh my gosh, even um, better. So yeah, we're just we're having fun. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. And I'm trying to freaking start a band with Sean Miller. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, gonna put the distance public, might be the. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm putting some public pressure on him. Yeah. All right. Well, now I know. I'll. He needs to send yeah. me some leads, man. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care that you're a dad and you're busy and. We're all we're all busy. We're all we're busy, all man. <laughs> write those leads, oh, dude. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. Get it I done. Mean, I have a show coming up, and I realized it's like, oh, I've been practiced in a week, and I'm like super nervous. Yeah. So. Dude, it was really hard practicing. to it was really hard to practice for this. Like, yeah, I haven't played, played live. Yeah, yeah, you know, like bedroom is different, dude. And know? I had to like go through so many songs. Like, oh, that doesn't really work. That doesn't really work. That doesn't, you know, because it's like you had to figure out what can you do with, like yeah. the tiny desk version of. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm doing like a like couple really old songs nice. because I yeah uh, I um. Yeah, I was just playing some of the new stuff and it just wasn't it wasn't coming together. Yeah. Um no, I'm down with classics. Let's yeah. But Yeah, so so that's me. Let's, yeah. We've, let's do we've the known quick, each other. Let's do the quick origin story. Okay. We met when we were like 18 or 19. Yep. Right out of well, no, right in high school. We were in high school I, I when think, you started playing I think playing it was like us. 2006. I think we just graduated, what, didn't we? Maybe. Maybe we were like 18. No, we might have been a little bit older because Oscar was playing with you guys and Oscar had just graduated. Oh, and he's he's a year younger than us. Okay. Um, maybe we did meet before that. I mean, we must have been at shows together. Okay, no, we did like meet before that because Billy worked at Impressive. Java Aroma. Yeah. Um, and you guys were playing there and that was... Oh, the yeah. year after we, like, right after we had graduated. Was that Shotgun Remedy stuff? Shotgun Remedy, yeah. yeah. And I remember Billy was then playing in the Apologetics as well as Shotgun Remedy. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember the Apologetics had Oscar's cousin, and I was like, you know who's hella good at drums to Billy? I was like, 
Ernesto's cousin is hella good at drums. <laughs> Ernesto, and then you guys then you guys jumped on that for yeah. like the electric version of Shotgun Remedy and yeah. and to to bring it back to the conversation earlier, I didn't join my darling Mayday. You guys asked me to or Billy or someone asked yeah. me to record my darling yeah, Mayday. I remember it. And then like I was that. like, You want me to just lay down bass? Yeah. And then I laid down bass and you guys like had a show booked and yeah. i was like i'll just play bass with you and then, <laughs> and then we went to go see ace i'm doing your origin stories yeah, this please, is uh, please. and then we went to go see ace enders yeah. and, it, and sitting I, in the back of your uh your grandma's car you guys mm-hmm. were like you want you want to play bass like for us for real <laughs> that's tight. and that's how that's how i found out i was like a bassist <laughs> was was that the ace Ender show that i met kayla no, no, no. Was that a later yeah, one? That was later. I thought we've you seen met, Ace a couple times. I thought times. you met Kayla at. I thought you met Kayla at a Hey Mana and, um, Hey Mana slash, Portugal, Portugal the, man the Man show at, at UOP. UOP. Uh, well, we I didn't meet her there. Like, that was in the very beginning when we started talking oh i, I think i invited them you invited to them to that show okay yeah, i All think right. that was pretty quick after so what happened was she came into borders and i rung her up <gasps> is then, that where you met her at borders that's uh i mean yeah so it's complicated i don't yeah. know if you consider that meeting her because i just rung her up yeah um but she was just super you know out of my league like very intelligent yeah like seeming and she then, was like the smartest young person and she I've just ever looked, met she yeah. looked it too yeah. she like had no time for your yeah your boyishness yeah. um but it's uh then like a week later we were at an a show and like i was behind her in line i was like aren't didn't you don't you come into borders yeah and that's when we talked for like two wow. hours instead of watching that Ace. had to be in in the bay area then maybe maybe that sidelines. was Oh, it was Sidelines? Yeah. Not the show that we played at Sidelines then. No, 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 it wasn't. I mean, we went to so many Sidelines shows, and yeah, I think man, we went to quite so... a few Ace Yeah, Ender I must shows. not have gone to that one then. Maybe not. Was Sidelines the one in Modesto? Sidelines was the one in, in Modesto, yeah. Wow. That we played with Ace Yeah, we at. played at yeah. Ace there. Um, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think we, you know, it we just clicked so, so fast yeah. and so hard. I think then we... You know, we invited them to the Hey Mana show or somehow they found out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was like. That was after My Darling Mayday, right? When they were doing Hey Mana. I don't know. But it was like that whole like season. Man, I feel like like so much stuff went so. So much stuff in that time era went by so quickly, too, because. I don't know that. Hey, Mana wasn't even wasn't a band by the time we moved into the Euclid house. Yeah, and I was I had to be twenty one when we moved in there, mm-hmm. and we had already gone on two Filbert tours, and yeah. and Hey, Mana had been a band and dissolved. I guess I'm yeah. I'm trying to think, man, just crazy. Um. I I think the totally the meat of the man. origin story, the, besides the fact of like us meeting yeah. each other and everything, <laughs> we're just getting so far. But into the, like, the I I wanted to ask you like, because I've been in bands where we've played your songs, yeah. and like 
Um, in uh, I know My Darling Made It, you had written a couple of the songs. Um, yeah. and I wasn't allowed to write any of the songs. Okay, I thought I thought the I the tried. the twins were okay. That's what I kind of wanted to get into yeah. a little bit. I hope yeah. I don't know if you have that in your notes. Yeah, I thought I the the um the twins uh, yeah. write about. I, I mean, I I think I wrote like, like a guitar the guitar part, part. Okay, for but the no beginning lyrics. of one of those. But yeah, I wasn't allowed to do lyrics. Okay, what about then into um, and we don't have to dig too deep into the like yeah. elephant in the room if you don't want to. Like yeah. I don't, I always try to stay away from it, but, um, but I do have to ask, did you write brothers? No, no. I thought you wrote the guitar part to brothers at least. Well, I might have, I, I wrote and a lot I of thought guitar you wrote parts, the lyrics. I thought you wrote I the lyrics too. Lyrics. And then he changed it or something. Well, I, that one I like, I really liked and I was trying to help him with it. Yeah. Well, uh, we've, I mean, we tried to collaborate yeah. a couple of times, but yeah. it was just really hard for him to sort of let go of the reins. Yeah. I, you know? I will also say like, it was hard for him to let go of the reins, but the biggest problem with these waking giants, cause that mm-hmm. was like a really good band. Yeah. He never actually wrote lyrics to anything. Yeah. And that's why we never finished any recordings except yeah. for, and when he did finally write the lyrics, it was good. Yeah. And then every show we would play, he'd sing something different and no yeah. one could Nothing. There was nothing anyone could latch onto except for the music, yeah. and the only people who liked us were bands because mm-hmm. they liked the music. You Dude, know? So I like. I the, still go tr- back. That's the tragedy. And watch that, like the YouTube videos of our show at um, at the Empire. Yeah. Um, the Gene made. Yeah, yeah, it was so like that one. We like sounded so good. It was. Just we played such there a, a couple times too, and I'm always trying to remember who we played with at the different yeah. shows i think Sorry. that one we we were playing with uh the dangerous summer yeah that was a good one that was a fun one yeah um and you know like the worst part about it was like and it was like such a good song and like his melody was so good but he was just kind of wandering all over the wandering. place with yeah uh, with the words and just kind of gibberish and it was just like yeah. man like even bad lyrics would have you know worked yeah worked better but um yeah i mean and at that point like a lot all of us had sort of been playing together for so long that yeah we had kind of found we've we found found a pocket our our spot our sound yeah Yeah. well let let's change the subject sure yeah 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 we can come we We don't want this to be a drake diss track yeah yeah that's i mean like we can come back to it because i do want to i want to go deep into whatever you want to go into but like i i have my own feelings and i'll go deep into that sometimes i love your feelings yeah your feelings are valid (laughs) thank you we'll talk about that but about songwriting that i did want to ask you that is like origin more morphing into like getting deeper into songwriting but like tell me about like the first the first time you were like this is a song that I wrote that I am proud of that I can like show people. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, maybe that was back when you were trying to get songs into, into like band things that you were in, but maybe yeah. it was, wasn't until later. Tell me about that. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, let's see. So it was, you know, sort of in my darling mayday and like around that time when I really started getting interested. Yeah in songwriting and like my do you remember seven did you ever meet yeah, seven i don't think i actually i don't think i've ever met seven yeah. but i do remember you were playing it in 
uh, you're playing in a band with him, but then you would also sometimes just link up with him while he was doing solo and like accompany yeah. him on things yeah. uh, throughout well, his life. It was it was sort of like Filbert in the sense that like yeah, that band was him, mm-hmm. um, and you know if we couldn't play, he could just play. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I see. Um, but but he was like. Hopefully you could play. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. That was good. Um, so, like, you know, I mean, we sort of were almost talking about, like, band dynamics and, like, band yeah. relational dynamics and stuff. Um, and, you know, talking about sort of, like, the unhealthy bands that we've been in. Mm-hmm. But with Seven, like one of the amazing things about him was he was like so encouraging. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he would really encourage me to write and would, you know, do exactly what you need whenever you're just like breaking into songwriting, you know, someone to say, Oh my God, that's yeah. so good. Like you need that support. Yeah. You need, oh, man. you need that like to, to get confident, especially like, to learn how to sing, sing in front of people yeah. when you're not used to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like he was huge in, you know, like kind of pushing me in and like sort of changing my mindset to actually like be able to think about myself as a songwriter versus just like a guitarist. Yeah. Um, but I think like the first song that I really wrote and was proud of was in his band. Oh, cool. Um, and it was it was called Oceans and like, um, and there were other Did songs you that I wrote for. That? We we recorded it and like put it on MySpace and stuff like I, that. I seem to remember a song yeah. related to you called Oceans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and so like, you know, I'd written songs for girlfriends and stuff yeah. before, <laughs> as you do, as you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, none of them. I was was I was really you know impressed with yeah yeah and they, as they as weren't it goes. yeah as yeah, it goes yeah. and they weren't super impressed with it either but yeah. um yeah that's that's when I really started to get into like the craft of yeah. it um and yeah and it just kind of grew from there and that's whenever I really started like wanting to write my own stuff and, and Kayla was super encouraging and, you know, we were in such a cool, like collective with, you know, jerk indie, you know, you know, it's, you know, the story, but you know, like a couple of you lived in that house together. And so we were always in bands together and playing shows together. Um, and we all had like solo projects that we would like help each other with. Yes. Um, and that, that was, that was really huge for me to like be able to start doing, you know, start writing songs and yeah, like I, breaking into that. Yeah. You know? w- one thing I'll say about our group of people is the fact that, um, do you want to take a break? No, no, we're okay. good. The fact that, um, there was a point when we all realized, and, and I don't think it was like a conscious realization, but we all we're songwriters. Yeah. And we all knew that we were all songwriters and we encouraged each other and we worked with each other and we like collaborated with each other, you yeah. know, like the, the band name for my thing back then was Yankee racers and yeah. everyone has done something in the Yankee racers. Right. Yeah. And then Mike had Al attack 
and yeah. you had a movable West and, and Filbert and, yeah. uh, you know, everyone had, everyone had something. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think back on that and it's like, you know, I don't know. I, I think about like things like Saddle Creek mm-hmm. and like early Saddle Creek records yeah. and, and the way that they were all these friends that were in the same area, yeah. probably like mostly went to high school together, or at least we're all going to the same local shows. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like we, we did our thing. We had our thing. And, um, I don't know. It's just so special to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you were the Mike Mogus of our group. Am I? Yeah. Oh man. That's totally. tight. Receive that. I don't dude. know, man. Receive Mike... that. Here's the thing no, about Mike well, Mogus. Let he... me cu- let me explain that. And I'm not just uh giving you You're not just giving me friendly fire no, here. No. Because you you know, you were always in it from watching the documentaries like in Saddle Creek, it seemed like Mike Mogus was like the you know, he's like, oh, well, somebody needs to be the recording guy, Yeah. you know, and yeah. he started doing that. And it was like, oh, my God, he's amazing at it, you know, like yeah. he's so good. And that was always like you in our group was all right. Well, uh, we started another Thing. side project yeah. like we need some, you know, recordings to do stuff with to put on, put on our MySpace. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and you would, you know, you would make that happen with your. Your nice Mac and your, yeah, I think I I think mics. I always intended to. I always really wanted to do recording and be good at it. And I like Mike Mogus is definitely one of like my biggest inspirations when yeah. it comes to like producing and recording. In fact, when you got here, and I'm just I always am obsessed with this record. But mm-hmm. More Adventurous by Rilo Kiley totally. is like probably one of my Desert Island yeah. records. I was listening the other night. I couldn't sleep because of like uh, feelings. Um, and I woke up at like, uh, 2am or something and I just put in my headphones and I listened to more adventurous all the way through and it kind of got my mind off of it and more thinking about like every single note in that album and every note that I was like, I'm like, I listened, I've listened to this album a hundred thousand times and just tonight I'm hearing things that I haven't heard before. And I think that's like Mike Mogus's influence because I hear that in everything he's recorded and produced. So layered. And it's like, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. It's like, I, I want to be good at recording and I'm trying to be better at recording. There's definitely like people like Ben who, who are like wizards and I, yeah. I would definitely pay Ben to record me again. Cause yeah. I love, I love working with him and I learned so much from him. Um, but like my thing is like, I want people to have like right now I'm just working with dog dream and I have these yeah. like ideas. I'm like, maybe I'll record some more people too after yeah. this. Um, I want them to look back and have those feelings about what they're doing. You know, Mm -hmm. I want them to have all that extra thing in there that, you know, might not be just the four people in that band doing what they would normally do live. Right. Create that sonic landscape. Um, Because that sounds super dry. Yeah. Whenever you just like take something. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds great in band practice yeah. you just like lay it down it sounds weird yeah recording you know? is its own art and if you're missing the things that you need for a good recording yeah it's they're so different um i think it was like mike campbell from tom petty and the heartbreakers who who uh who i always remember when i'm thinking about this he was talking about recording um full moon fever that tom petty album from the 90s yeah and he was saying like recording is something entirely different from playing live you got to be good at playing live and put on a good show and people will love that but when you're recording you're creating like something that's sonically 
different and mm-hmm. it's listened to different than a live show. And uh, yeah, I think when you're younger and playing music, you you don't think about that. You no, think about cap- never capturing about what you yeah. what you do. Yeah, you know, I and like whenever if you asked me when I was twenty, like if I was interested in producing at all, I'd be like, no, hell no, because yeah, uh, you know, I I've never been a like a tone guy. Yeah, you know, like I've always been a part guy. I've always wanted, like been interested in the craft of like creating the part. Yeah. Um, you're into like melodies. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I've never, I've never developed like a palette for, you know, like guitar tones or whatever like that. And that's what I thought a producer did. I thought a producer was like, Oh, you, uh, to no, get this song parts. No, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I f- like found that out and that's what yeah. got me so excited about it was I thought it was just a guy in a room being like, yeah, well we should probably use this $7,000 yeah. mic I to think, get this sound. I think some producers do that, but also like in my mind, there's people who are like producer engineers, they do yeah. both, but sometimes you have someone who is like just an engineer and they they make sure you capture that good tone. Yeah. They like choose the microphone and. Um, even do a lot of the editing before the yeah. producer. To me, a producer is like a songwriting buddy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but but what I but what I realized too, like, you know, I mean, m- maybe within the last five years or so, is is that like you know I listen to the Manchester mm. record and I'm like, oh my god, that like guitar tone sounds amazing. Like, yeah. and in my mind, I'm picturing someone with a gazillion dollar mic yeah micing up a gazillion dollar amp and like going through seven thousand machiny weird looking things and that's how they got that amazing guitar tone yeah but it's like no that's not that's not how it works Mm -hmm. that amazing guitar tone is you know, a couple of guitars layered on top of each other. Yeah. Also, there's a bass underneath that. That's not actually the guitar, but our ears sometimes like hear it. A piece of the bass goes to the guitar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and like, so there's, it's, it's like built a certain way. That's, that's what like I like would hear. And so once I like found that out that it's like, it felt so much more approachable to me, Yeah. you know, of like, Oh, it's not that you need all the money in the world. It's just that you need need, to figure out. Yeah, you need the tools and you need to know how to set it in a mix. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. Yeah. I should say, when I say tools, I don't just mean like the software and the microphones, I mean the techniques. Yeah. And layering like the knowledge. Yeah. The knowledge. Sonics. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And, you know, I think nowadays with recording being so accessible, it's, I, like for me, it's part of the songwriting process. You know, I, yeah. I sit down and, you know, I have the chords that maybe I figured out on acoustic guitar, but then yeah. I go into, into like logic and it becomes something completely different. And by the time I'm done, I'm like, Oh man, I meant for this to be this kind of song. It turned out to be this song. Cause I yeah. just kept layering. Oh, totally. You know, like most, most of the time the, like, you know, it used to be that the there was the demo and then you recorded it for real. Yeah. But like with me, like the demo always becomes it evolves into it. Yeah. yeah it becomes a final final product because, you know, you start with, you know, like a, a guitar track and yeah. this and that. And you just kind of start building and you start building, you add this, you add that. And then you like are like building it within the 
the DAW. Yeah, and, exactly. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, that acoustic guitar doesn't sound good. I'm going to take, gonna take out, that out. And all of a sudden, you know, like, yeah, there's nothing that you started with in there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's a, this beautiful thing. You just keep taking out parts that you don't like yeah, and adding parts that you it. like yeah. and, and clean that up. And then that's like this beautiful yeah, Why do you thing. need to re-record it? You yeah. just, you're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, a big part of that is, is the technology that yeah, the technology exists, for sure. yeah. you know, I remember like recording stuff in GarageBand and yeah. getting so irritated because, you know, I had, would have like latency issues mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to line it up was like impossible. Yeah. But now like and- the technology is so great that if something's like out of you know is off yeah it's so easy to drag it back yeah it's something is weird do you oh you don't use logic huh no i don't okay um trying to think of what uh what what's the name of the reasons reason yeah okay so you um in logic and like in pro tools there is like it's not like a time correction software it's like but it uh, I think in, in Pro Tools it's called Beat Detective, where okay. basically you can turn it on and it, it like puts markers where every single yeah. um, uh, slice like makes slices. It, it'll basically and you can move slice around. it slice yeah. it at each. Oh man, what's the the peak on the sound wave called? I don't know. Oh man, uh, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you can align that to the grid if you want to, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you can like manually quantize it. Yeah, manually yeah. quantize it too, and it sounds like it still sounds human. Mm-hmm. It's not like all robotic and stuff, but that's that's the yeah. big deal. Have you been doing? That? I guess absolutely. my question is, have you been yes, doing that? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I've actually had to do that a lot yeah. lately because Especially I've had you're... my computer's really old. Yeah. And so like I do the up. You know, recently I I sort of fixed it a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I was having huge latency issues. Like, really. To the to the you know, I would record an acoustic guitar part mm-hmm. and I couldn't like listen to it back. I had to take it completely it was like out of the mix. super misaligned with the click. Super misaligned. So I'd have yeah. to record it and I knew that I'd have to like pull Shift it, it. Yeah. pull it back into place. Um, and so then it, you know, made my acoustic parts really messy. And so I'd need to go in and correct the slices and stuff yeah. and, and really make it yeah. clean. Um, um, but yeah, like stuff like that is like yeah. in, in amazing you know that you can move around a, a yeah. sound yeah and, and it sounds and fine yeah it sounds fine um man i was gonna ask you another recording question related to that but i forgot yeah man there's so much stuff there's so, there's much, so much, stuff. much fun stuff I, let me get my notes where are my notes yeah i was gonna say we should jump into we should, uh we should jump in we should jump into your uh <laughs> into your songwriting notes yeah, a lot t- that i tell need, me. want to get through yeah okay, okay? all right yeah we've already talked about band dynamics a little bit we yeah. can come back there yeah definitely um like i mean I, I wanted to sort of get in the dirt about you know like your songwriting process like wait how are does you it, interviewing me yeah what? like how does it happen how does it happen for you do you do you like do it like a movie and sit down with a pad and paper or is it like do you do it to a beat okay like, so where does it start Okay, so I'll let you I'll let you ask me this question, but we, I'm gonna ask I mean, you we, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we can. Well, okay. I'll, I'll answer the same thing. But All right, dude, so, I'm steering you yeah. away from like we could do hours on. I know, and I want to get into the yeah, songwriting definitely. stuff. Okay, Let's so get it. so for me, um, I think I'm a different 
uh, type of songwriter than um, most of our friends in the way that, and, and I don't know about you, in the way that, like, I don't write songs very often. I write, like, mm-hmm. three songs a year. Yeah. Um, it just, I take a long time between releasing stuff that I, like, I get a, a bunch, like, saved up. Yeah. And the reason is, like, anytime I've sat down with the intention to write a song, it nothing good ever comes out of me. Okay. But oftentimes when I write a song, I'm just sitting down for the enjoyment for like my own like funness. Yeah. I don't know. That's a bad, that's a weird You're like way to jamming, say. jamming with yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'll sit down at the piano, sit down with an acoustic guitar, be fiddling around on the electric guitar. Cause I want to do something and a song will just come out. Yeah. And f- like, I'll be honest with you. Most of my songs, like, it'll take me 30 minutes and, and the song is done as like far as like lyrics? lyrics and chords. I hate you. I know. But, but the, the flip side is I'm only putting out a few song, like not yeah. even releasing, but I'm so only, you're waiting my output, until you're inspired. I, yeah. It's yeah. almost like inspired. And like, I don't ever sit down with the intention of like, I want to write a song about yeah. this. It's just like, Oh, I guess I was feeling that way. Cause I like mm-hmm. started riffing on words that just came out for some reason, like word vomit. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, sometimes I will only write a verse. Like most of my songs are like I sit down and I write the whole song. Um, But there have been times when I just wrote a verse and I like recorded it on my phone and I really liked it. So I came back to it and then I tried to uh, figure out what is the chorus for this song. And then when I do that, I'll typically be able to write like verse two. And most of my songs are like a two verse song. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. That's my process. I just sit down and, and songs happen. You know? I, I mean, I, I was I was going to bring you a book, but I forgot it. At oh, work no. Because I was reading it. But there's this book. Uh, it's a tiny little book. So like super quick read. <laughs> so um, uh, the size book that I would actually yeah. read. And to be honest, I've only read the first couple of chapters, but those couple of chapters changed my life. Nice. It's called Art and Fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it's, and I, like, I think, I don't think that you're just sitting around waiting to be inspired because you're doing yeah. other things creatively, yeah. recording yeah. bands, yeah, yeah. doing podcasts. Yeah. I'm like fulfilled. musically. I'm not unfulfilled. Yeah. yeah. But like there, there is, I, and maybe this is like a beginning musician kind Mm -hmm. of feeling, but whenever I started out, I was like, um, looking for inspiration and thought inspiration was the gasoline for art. Yeah. Um, but the book's like main point is that that isn't how art is created. You know, like there's, you know, you have a couple of kicks of inspiration and the rest is just like working hard yeah you know that the thing i do want to say is like i want to be able to like uh have an intention and have like a thought in mind and be like i feel a way about this i need to turn it into a song sure um and uh i i don't think i practice that muscle enough because i am one of these people who has like a ton of creative outlets and hobbies and um, I will say with other creative outlets, like I am super intentional. Like my my work has traditionally been very creative. And if I was just waiting to sit around and be inspired to like design an interface yeah. or something, yeah. I'd get fired. You know, yeah. like someone says like, hey, we need to build this. I sit down and I, I may make the picture, you know, and, yeah. and same with recording. Like when the guys want to record, I got to be ready to record and I got to understand the art yeah. that goes into it. You know, totally. 
but yeah, it, it's, it's it, like, that was huge for me because yeah, you know, it, it allowed me to sort of like chill out mm. about the whole inspiration. You know, like yeah. I, I used to have all of this fear about like, you know, if I didn't, um, if I didn't record this part, it would be lost forever, Yeah, you know, and I'd record everything I'd have, like have, you know, compulsive like tapes of <laughs> yeah. like these really bad, you know, 18 year old ideas. And, mm-hmm. um, w- like the good thing about that is it turned into a work ethic eventually of where I would just like practice a lot and mm-hmm. sort of like exercise the craft. Um, but man, that book like really like, open things up for me so that I could take the pressure off of myself of like, Oh, I have to get this song done in this moment and like sort of like just allow myself to, to edit. Editing has been so important to like my process. I do edit my songs. Uh, now I think when I was younger, I didn't edit them as much. I would be like, well, it's done, you know? Um, but like pre total bummer, like yeah. I edited a bunch of lyrics on Total Bummer because I wanted them to be the best. Yeah. Um. There's one song in particular, um, uh, I will take the blame. Where mm-hmm. I actually rewrote the entire verses, like the original version of I will take the blame and yeah. the version that's on the record, completely different verses, um, because I just it wasn't there for me lyrically. And when I took the time to sit down and rewrite it after I like I was in the middle of recording, and I just remember sitting at my um at my coffee table and uh, listening back to the recording and singing over it and playing the guitar. And I'm so proud of the verses on mm. that song. Yeah. Um, like sometimes I feel like my choruses are just kind of like, you know, they're, they're just like a refrain, you know, they're yeah. just like a cheesy thing, but I really am into writing verses. Yeah. And, um, and I, I love the way those ones came out. That's you interesting because that's so backwards. Yeah. Are then, you opposite or well, not? Not for backwards. me. I mean, for like, I feel like the world loves choruses and yeah. like, I feel like I like the, I feel like verses are the meat, you know, verses are the story yeah. and the chorus is the concept. The chorus yeah, is like yeah. the theme. It's yeah. the theme and the, you know, you want to have a chorus that's an earworm, like when it comes to melody, I love that part yeah. about the course. I love the buildup. I love the energy, but like, you know, I definitely think for me, at least I put a lot more thought into, um, verses. And I feel like if I put more thought into courses, they would just become verses, you know? Yeah. And I, and I do want them to be thematic. I don't want yeah. them to be super wordy and, and distracting. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I mean, I was really afraid of editing, you know, lyrics. At, at, editing yeah. lyrics. Yeah, at yeah. first, because it was like, I felt like, oh, this is this is done, and I really wanted it to be done. Yeah, and I had to learn. Like, it took me a really long time to learn how to finish a song. Like, yeah, um, it was almost like riding a bike in the sense that you know I had all of these songs that were like eighty percent done, and then I finished one. And I was like, oh, that's that's how you do it. <laughs> that's probably sounds weird, but it was just like, oh, that's how you like are able to um, feel like something is like a piece of art is like complete. Yeah. Um, but even with that, I was like still in the very beginning stage. And it's like really now my process is like 90 percent edit, yeah. you know, like it's, um, you know, if I can work out a verse 
and like an, a concept or like an idea of like what, like where I want to be with the song, like then I can like put it on a shelf and then, then start like working on it, you know, and editing it and, you know, getting it into the DAW and start, (laughs) you know, like playing with sounds and playing with, you know, lyrics and like that. And then like once all that is done and I have a song length, like I still like, it's really important to me now to go back and like, okay, what are the, you know, the least impressive five lines (laughs) Like, and then take those out and change them. Yeah. Uh, Because I know now that like there's like just sometimes it's just filler. It's just lettuce, you know? Yeah. And um, it's just, and you have to replace all the lettuce, (laughs) you know, like because you only have so much space in a song to say what you want to say. And and if you have lettuce in there, then the, you give up, you know, meaning and, and all of that stuff. But yeah, so now it's just all like um listening to things like yeah. 2000 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I find I find myself uh, I don't know if this is a vein or not, but I enjoy listening to my yeah. in progress stuff, you know, totally. I'll, I'll bounce it and put it on my phone and listening to it in the car honestly is like one yeah. of my favorite things to do. I'm drive, you know, go to the grocery store alone, I'll like yeah. pop on one of my songs and like, like listen to it and think about, you know, what, what can I change? What should I add? What should I take out? How should I mix this? Um, and, uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's, uh, really important this, like this evolution of, of where it sounds like we are with songwriting, you know, and integrating with a DAW and stuff like that. Totally. And I mean, yeah, I used to feel weird about that, but now I like realize that it's like a very important part of the process. Cause sometimes, especially with mixing, like yeah. sometimes I won't realize that the shakers are way too loud, <laughs> you know, until I've listened to it like a yeah. hundred times. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't like, why am I losing the, the, that synth right there or something? And then I realized that my ears have yeah. grown deaf to that, the shaker that's like, burying everything else and I just need to cut it back. And then it's like, Oh yeah, yeah there it is. Um, no, not to go too deep into recording. Yeah. Do you know about side chaining? Uh, oh like yeah. Compressor side chaining. Mm. Okay. All right. Cause just, you made me think about it. Like, you know, especially when you have percussive things that are like, and maybe crazy. I don't know yeah. enough about side chaining. I don't know. I, I honestly have not used it. I've just been yeah. watching a lot of videos about it and I'm like, Oh, okay. That's because I know how to use a, like a compressor yeah. to like get something to sound the way I want it to sound. Yeah. But there's all of these like techniques that are just beyond just putting a compressor yeah. on a track that I've like not dived into and um, like a like know. an S like an S filter and stuff like creating that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, just yeah. like yeah, so many different things that are just editing and mixing techniques yeah. that I just like. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm picking those up as I go. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I know about side chaining in the way that you're talking about. So I use, I use side chaining the way that like EDM, like clubs use side chaining, like to, um, basically bring everything back. Like when the kick hits. No. Yeah. That's exactly Is that what, what you're talking about. about? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You turn on, you take a compressor and you put it on 
on like the guitar yeah. and then you sidechain it to when the kick hits that way the guitar dips down so the 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 bass drum comes yeah. out right but you could do the opposite too yeah you know you could sidechain like something to yeah. something else yeah dude that like i love i love sidechaining but i love sidechaining instruments yeah especially like i'm such an organ guy like i love Ooh, yeah like different kinds of of organ sounds and like mm. i love like Putting a I side love that chain. you're an organ guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I love like putting like side chain on an organ and just like hearing it's like almost like a, a tremolo that is like to the beat like mm-hmm. perfectly and just oh, goes like Oh nice. Woo, yeah, woo, yeah. Woo. I love that. And uh yeah, the so side chaining like is yeah. so tight. I've got it, this like speaking of trim, I've got this like bass sound I'll I'll show you later that yeah. is like it's like my saved setting for MIDI bass. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like so heavy on the tremolo, and, yeah. but I love it so much. I'm like throwing it on all my like electronic air quotes That's stuff. Um, Dude, you should have an extended version of this for your Patreon members. Not uh, not pinch your blur. Dude, your, uh, your blur yeah. Members. If I had a, if I had this on blur, I <laughs> like blur is. I took it down because I, I didn't want to pay the the bill. I'm gonna I'll redo it at some point, but I yeah. there's like things on the technology side I want to work on. Yeah. But yeah. It's tight. I love that. Yeah. If you want to send me money, my vin, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. this podcast is sponsored this, by this water. Pod, this podcast is free. <laughs> it's for the people. I, I always thought that you got streaming like credits, like you got paid in the same way that you get, um, paid for Spotify like music wise, you might. I, I never thought, checked. I don't think you do. Oh, okay. So not I, in my I, podcast, not in my podcast software. I don't know if I, there's like some like Spotify, like, I don't, I know. mean, you might get to a point or a level where you have yeah, so many maybe. listeners, but, um, I, I guess, and I mean, somebody out there, um, like, and subscribe, do, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, like hit that bell. Yeah. Hit that bell. <laughs> um, <laughs> Correct me in the comments if uh, you know this, but um, I think that it's all completely like ad revenue. Yeah. Because like our and sponsorships. That's how. Yeah. And because Patreon, so many podcasts solely make like podcasters solely yeah. make their money on Patreon. Yeah, because yeah. I, um, you know, I was I really wanted our church's podcast to be on Spotify because that's where I listen. Yeah. yeah. To everything. Yeah. And like I was, I know. Have you heard me on the podcast talk about it? I'm always like, fuck Spotify. I know. But dude, my whole algorithm is dialed. Yeah. It is so dialed. See, that's the thing is Spotify. And that's why I'm locked in. Spotify is so good for, for listeners. I loved Spotify as a listener, but, um, I, I, I'm taking a stance. No, I get that. I get that. I wish there was, what I really wish was, I wish that there was a, um, like I would, as a listener, I would love to pay more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like du- double my monthly payment and like double your, how much you pay but even that's the, the listeners the, for my yeah. streams. The problem is even if they doubled what they were paying artists, yeah. the artists would still be making, yeah. you know, instead of 0.003, it'd be 0.006. And yeah, that's like, still not a lot. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. But, um, anyways, back. Sorry. So I like, I looked into it and the way that I I was able to put our church's podcast on Spotify 
is it's like super hokey. Like you just tell Spotify the, like the RSS feed. Yeah. And then Spotify pulls it from the podcast. That's how a lot of podcast things are. What? And so it's like not even, can I ask where you're uploading your, um, your podcast to like what the service Uh, is? I I think they do it on Apple. I think well, it's you. Yeah, you can. I don't know. It directly to Apple, I, there's got to be some hosts. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've never um, been that behind the scenes. Oh, okay. But. Yeah, the host that I have actually, it's just a, a button that you click. You just yeah. say like, publish this to Spotify, and then it does the RSS feed stuff yeah. in the background. But it was like all I did was tell Spotify like what the the um, yeah the, RSS the like the feed. Yeah, yeah what the rss feed is and it just like pulls it like copies it essentially yeah. from yeah i was like oh okay so there there's no way that like they didn't ask for payment details or anything yeah. you know they're yeah. not they're not paying you anything no um yeah. you're not getting any kind of credit for that which was yeah. like kind of a kind of mind-blowing for me it's like oh okay. yeah I guess I shouldn't skip through the ads as much. Um. Uh, man, uh, that I feel like. Oh, you remind me of something. I um, I logged into the um, the service that I use to publish music. Yeah. Because um, I Which, just, what do you I use? logged in. Uh, I use this one called like Amuse. It's like oh, okay. it's free actually. Okay. Um, but there's like there's tiers you could pay for if you want it to be on like more services. But I haven't paid for it yet. Yeah. I I probably will. Um, to get some of the extra things or switch at some point. I don't know. Like Deezer or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Like a European Uh, streaming. I think think it's on Deezer, but I was like, I was looking to see, because I only have Total Bummer on there, right? On through that service right now. I don't actually don't know where I have Growing Up Grizzly published through, but it's still active, I think. Okay. Um, But I I just logged in. I saw how much money I'd made. Yeah. uh, And it's been on this service for a few years, three or four years. Um, cause I'd use other services before and, uh, I had $3 in my account mm-hmm. and I was like, that's actually like a lot for how much Spotify pays for yeah. things. I was like, I wonder how many listens that is. It's gotta yeah. be it. Like, have I hit like a thousand listens? Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, most of them are me listening. Yeah, to totally. totally. <laughs> but like, you I, have a computer in your house that just has it. it on repeat. No, <laughs> I, I was thinking about it though. I was like, I was like, I think it's like 0.003. I was like, 0.003? That's quite a bit, yeah. you know, to get to $3. Totally. I, um, yeah, I, for a movable West, like over the, you know, what has it been, like 15 years since like yeah. that first album? Jeez. Like I put it on there, like I've made like maybe 70 bucks. Yeah. Like all that time. Yeah. All that time. It's just, it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's nuts. Can you imagine, like, wanting to, like, just be a, yeah. a recording artist? Like, it it's so crazy. Like, I, w- I wish, like, I wish you could have a job as a recording yeah. artist, right? Like, take touring out of it. But, like, if you want to be a musician, you got to wear so many different hats, yeah. you know? It's crazy. I especially now, especially now, yeah, kind of bones me out because I'm yeah. not that guy. I'm and like, and I'm, the money is in playing songs that other people wrote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, that sucks, man. I um, yeah, I'm just not that guy. I'm not an entrepreneur at all. Yeah, and like, I don't like that. I don't like, you know, gimmicks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, same. Hard. Like I, I, I have a hard time with some of that stuff too, and, um. I don't know, like, 
I think like you were saying earlier, I'd love to be able to like support my, you know, my family and my life and just sit here and like record things and like record bands and make my own music. Right. Um, but I also like, I've always said this, like, I don't know if I want to make this my job because, like, what mm-hmm. if I end up not liking it once yeah. it's my job because I have to do it, you or know? What, it takes, what if it takes you in a different direction you want to go? Yeah, yeah, because... and then, and that's the thing, too, is, yeah. like, all of these, all of these things to actually make money are not what I want to do. Like, yeah. I want to write songs. Um, I want to record my bands that are playing, my friends' bands that are, like, doing original stuff, like... Yeah. Um, it's hell of, I love playing cover songs. Like mm-hmm. I'm at the show that I'm playing next. I'm going to play a cover song cause it's hell of fun. Yeah. But like, that's one song, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, do like, you know, people move to Nashville and, and, and mm-hmm. like play the circuit in Nashville doing like country standards and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I'm not trying to do that. Have you, have you ever seen the show Songland? Mm-mm. It sounds sounds familiar it, though. It was it was name. like it was like a re- reality show that's on Hulu, and basically it's like uh, what's the um, One Republic guy like Ryan? I don't I something? don't know. Okay, but basically it's like um, three people or four people come on to uh, like this reality show and play a song that they wrote yeah. or sing a song that they wrote. Uh, it's like all songwriting based. Mm. Um, it's like being a songwriter in LA, that kind of like, Uh, that kind of thing. That's what they, all these, these people want to do. Yeah. And so they come in front of, you know, three songwriters and like an artist, like a, like the, uh, they had Will I Am on one time. It's like an artist that's like looking to buy a song. Oh, so they can. Yeah. So they're basically pitching it to to this artist. artist. And what they do is like they start out with four and then they all hear the songs and they pick three um, to go into the studio with. And each of those producers Mm -hmm. work with them to like create a song for this this artist. And then the artist picks one of them. Yeah. But all that to say, I mean, I'm I'm not like telling everyone to go watch the show because it's it's just like network tv yeah reality trash but like (laughs) the interesting thing is it's like it kind of gives you a peek into the that sort of like um i really want to get on my soapbox but and say like gross la like kind of like that that part of the industry yeah of songwriting of like of like okay well you know let's we we can't have this song be too specific because then not enough people like you know that's not why enough i people could never will... be a professional songwriter yeah. like that i was like i don't write songs like that i write yeah. songs that are like I, at it's least, like you're at a least, human algorithm yeah at least you know? semi-autobiographical right yeah. you know or my thoughts about the world and stuff like that i feel like i believe in songs like too much yeah for that yeah you know yeah like exactly. i believe like there's like real power in like being able to to empathize with someone yeah you know through through music and lyrics and stuff like that and yeah excuse me no you're good you can edit that one out (laughs) i don't edit or turn it up yeah i'll turn it up (laughs) gain it yeah gain stage yeah um Um, what else is on your notes dude i want to like 
Let's I, see. Uh, we we're, we could be so organic, but I songwriting, want to see what the... art and fear. We've we've done that. Okay. Check that off. Uh, oh, writing in threes. Writing in threes. What's yeah. this? Tell so, me. So, um, I don't know. Like I, this is something that happens to me a lot, and I mm-hmm. wanted to put it to you, see if if you have any experiences like that. Um, but it seems like my pattern with writing songs is I will write, um, I'll have like a a spurt where I write three songs and they are very like similar in style, in, um, um, content. It's almost like I get in this like mood, you know? Yeah. And I write like, I'll write like three songs and I mean, I know about it now, so I can sort of see it coming, but I've realized that like, usually I take those three songs and make one song out of it because it's like, oh, these oh, are really similar yeah. or I, I'm sort of forced to choose one of them. Yeah. You know, because, because they're so similar. Yeah. But it's, it's almost like I have to get this something out of my system, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I've never thought about that, but now Do, that you mention ever happen it, to, happen now to you? that you mention it. So I'm, I, I, I know some more recent songs I, I've definitely written like, oh, I wrote those two songs at the same time. Yeah. I will say that like, it doesn't happen where they sound the same because mm-hmm. musically uh, the songs that I'm thinking of that have happened to me like that are, sound are different. Yeah. But, um, topic wise, like behind you, there's like a record. It's, it's like total bummer. Can you yeah. hand that to me? Cause I kind of want, I need to like visualize. So like. Total bummer. I need to just look at the track list. You put some sleeves on those. There are, oh wait, no, there aren't sleeves. They're they're uh, they're wrapped though when you get them. Yeah. Um. Okay. So total bummer. The track listing is chronological based on when I re- wrote the song. So track okay, one. On, is, let me get one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So track one is. The oldest song. Oh, these do have covers. Perfect. Yeah. So track one is the oldest song. So yeah. I wrote uh, the first three tracks in a oh, room. Look at that. They're all in a, threes. Yeah. In a, in a room at my parents' house after a breakup. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Civil War, Death, and We're All Gonna Die. I wrote those in my apartment at college kind of around the same time as each other. Yeah. Um, and I was just kind of having fun with those ones. They weren't like specifically, but this whole album has like this concept going through it that I realized after I wrote them all. And it's like, no, I always say it's not about suicide, but it's that <laughs> feeling of like just wishing you weren't like you didn't exist or you mm-hmm. weren't alive. So it like, it talks about death a lot. The, the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Then, and I actually, I accidentally split them up. Uh, I can't take it. Geology rocks, and I miss sleeping next to you. Yeah, those were definitely three. And I always saw I can't take it and geology rocks being like super similar because the structure was the was the same um, yeah. when I first wrote them, and I think it still is. But I did some things on the recording to make them seem very different. Yeah. Um, but the like the the structure of like how the verse, chorus, all the length and everything. Yeah. Um. And a lot of the yeah. a lot of the time, like for me, like maybe someone on the outside would not 
be able to tell the difference between the three, you know, yeah, like, yeah. but for you, but for me, yeah. like you could see, you could see like the, the through line and also like you can, it's almost like they have the same influences, yeah. you know, which makes sense because like whatever you're listening to at the time, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird thing I've noticed. Yeah. But. And I'll also say on there, uh, um, well, wait, which track was it? Um, the one, uh, I Can't Take It and Geology mm-hmm. Rocks, they're both, to me, super influenced by the the song 1979 by the Smashing oh, Pumpkins. Yeah. And, like, purposefully. Like, yeah. uh, I think Geology Rocks uses the same... No, no. I Can't Take It uses the same drum beat pattern, kind yeah. of. Um, but then when we recorded it, um, the first half of the verses don't have any bass. Yeah. And then when the bass kicks in, it, like takes it up a notch mm. and i always loved that about 1979 and then geology rocks has that like uh octave going going down like four half steps okay the way that it kind of in the same way that it is in um actually man i have to admit something even more geology rocks is the same chord progression as 1979 okay. because i was trying to um cover it and i accidentally wrote geology rocks yeah so there's a lot of connections between those two songs, purposefully and not as purposefully. I mean, I, I don't know. I like I think that is so valid. Like yeah. <laughs> I've um I I think it, it it is an interesting like exercise to take a song that you really love and then like write another song out of it and not like yeah. And they're completely different songs. Completely now. different like songs. The, the vo- I mean, a song is really a vocal melody and a lyric, right? Yeah. That's what a, a song actually is. Everything else is just like, um, I don't know. I love everything else, but like legally, at least, a song yeah. is just a vocal melody and a lyric, right? Yeah. And like that song is completely different from the song that I was using. But then I think about it, it's like, oh, that's a that's an E like sus two or whatever it yeah. is where you like move one note and then it's an a like that i'm like oh like that's that's like if you were like distilling um 1979 down to chords on an acoustic guitar yeah. rather than the octave things those are the chords like you yeah. look it up on ultimate guitar those are the chords that it tells you to play yeah and i was like oh shoot like that you know you're using the song. same tools in the same yeah, way yeah, yeah. but it, Cor- like the yeah. product comes out yeah, completely different it, then at the end of the day and i feel like actually like i was saying when i sit down and i'm just jamming Sometimes I'll try to like cover a song because it feels good to sing a song yeah. that you love. Um, and then I'll mess something up on the guitar and I'm like, ooh, that's that's a cool chord change. That was yeah. that's not the same. That's a little different. And then I start, you know, doing that and then I humming over it, and then that turns into a song, you know. Yeah. Have you ever used Paul Stretch? This is what's a Paul Stretch? Completely different. No, yeah, let's change topics. Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> Um, yeah, Paul stretch is like freeware that I found, uh, that is so tight. It's like, and I mean, of course it's like a one trick pony. You can, yeah. but you can come up with really interesting ambient sounds. Basically oh. what it does is you download it. It's like, like an app or, you know, a software that you keep on your computer and you can load, um, uh, like a track into it yeah and it it like gives you this menu mm-hmm. um and you can stretch that track 
Mm. Um, so you like change the timing on it. Well, I mean, insanely. Yeah. Like not just like, hey, let's add four BPMs to this. It's not like that. It's like it actually stretches it. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, like you can stretch it a thousand times. Oh, and what wow. it does is like it ter- takes a song that, or I mean, you could even record stuff just for Paul stretch and like yeah. run it through. But say you're playing a chord, um, you know, in the recording, you you play it and you move on. Yeah. Like, you know, within a second or whatever. Yeah. But what Paul stretch does is it stretches that so far or it can. Yeah. The, the way that I've used it that it, it takes that chord and makes it into like, like almost a synth sound. Mm. Cause it's just like, you know, yeah. done, but like it stretches it. So it's like, you know, like, yeah. and that's exactly how it yeah. sounds. Um, but it's so tight, man. It like, mm. and like, you can like load drums through it and it yeah. makes the drums just sound like fireworks, like crazy, like mm-hmm. rumblings and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's tight, dude. Yeah. You should check I'm it out. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. What it's, else is on the list? Sponsored by Paul Sponsored Stretch. by Paul Stretch. Uh, let's see. Everywhere. Um, I don't know, dry spells. Do you ever do you ever get like writer's oh, block? Oh, my and life stuff? is dry spells. Yeah. That's why I like um like here's the thing. Wait, with, hold on. Yeah, go for it. I need to go pee. Yeah, let's this pause. Is, this is that moment. We'll come back to dry I do too, actually. All right. We're, All right, we're recording again. This is actually how I want to talk to people from now on is with headphones. To mic them because you're like across the room. Yeah. But you you're just like sounds we're like six feet apart. Yeah, it dude. sounds like you're whispering in my ear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. So we can talk quietly. Yeah, sometimes I've had people on here who'd like um you know like maybe haven't been in a studio setting or yeah. something like that. And they and I'm like I, I always say like you could use the headphones if you want, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. Uh, but I like to, and they always do they put them on. They're like, Ooh, this is interesting. <laughs> you know, is that how my voice sounds? Yeah. <coughs> so dry spells, it. tell yeah. me about your dry spells. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like my songwriting <coughs> life is, is dry spells. Like I, yeah. like I said, I'm not super high output. There are definitely times when I like start getting conscious about it. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I haven't written a long time. And those are the times when I'm like, I try to write a song. Yeah. um, And it and then I get really unhappy with things that I come out with. And one thing I'll say is like. I I don't have dry spells when it comes to writing music like I could like if I intentionally want to, I can sit down and write like an album's worth of like guitar, bass and drums and all of that. Yeah. But like songs is something completely different because there's so much you pour into it, you know. Um, like I have this song right now. I, uh, I wrote it. It was like based off another song that I wrote. Um, and I ended up separating them into two songs. And then, so I took this riff from, from the, the song that I kind of split in half. Yeah. And I wrote this song just in the, like in the DAW. Um, and I kind of wrote it for myself, but I also wrote it because, um, uh, Melanie wanted uh, some music for her podcast. Yeah. And so I took that and I made a short version of that song and she uses it for her, one of That's her podcasts. Sad. 
Um, but dude, I didn't even know. Can we plug her podcast? Because I didn't know that she had podcasts. She has a yeah. I mean, well, she's she's like me. Like she's a boatload of podcasts. Yeah. She, well, no, she's more act. She's typically more active than me. Yeah. I like I put out. Uh, I mean, I did like a, a year and a half break yeah. from this podcast, and now I put it maybe two out a month or something. Yeah. Maybe one. Um, I'm I I'm not like tying myself to a schedule, and I'm not stressing about it. Yeah. And she's like that now too. Um, but she used to put them out like every week, every two weeks. So yeah. she has two podcasts. Uh, one is with her sister. It's called Trauma and Laughs. And yeah. they just like bullshit and like talk about like kind of like sometimes witchy things, sometimes like self-healing things. Yeah. And, you know, laugh about like crystals. Like, yeah, crystals. Oh, yes. And sometimes they, uh, they'll talk about like, you know, they the like shitty things that you go through in life yeah. sometimes that like make you. Um, that make you uh, have to go to a therapist later, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty real, but it's also like they try to keep it lighthearted and fun. Yeah. And then her other podcast is called The Book Fairies, and um, it's they they just talk about books. You know, yeah. they're they're both writing a book, and they both also like love reading books. It's yeah. that one's not with her sister; it's with her her friend Liz. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes they'll do a book review. Sometimes they'll deep dive into like something that they're going through as they're writing their individual yeah. book. So it's fun. It's tight. Yeah. So plug, plug for those books. Oh, I'm sorry. Plug for those podcasts. Yeah. So Kayla wants me to talk about her. Yeah. Plug her podcast. As please. much as possible. She doesn't have a podcast. Yet, oh, okay. Um, but you, you can plug? Google her. Yeah. And maybe her Pinterest will, will pop up. Okay. Yeah. But just yeah. shout out. Shout out. Kayla. Sh- She's great. Shout out to She Kayla. makes great dinners. One of my favorite people. She's very in the smart. World. Yeah. Yeah. I can attest to both of those things actually. Yeah. Well she's she's uh she has made me dinner. She's real jealous that yeah. like that you get to be because Atticus gets to be on a podcast. Oh really? Yeah, because of his autism. Oh wow. And uh so she's just like, Why why are you guys getting on podcasts and okay. like I'm way more interesting than either of you. I feel like Kayla should host a podcast. I'm, I've told her that so many times. She like say she, it. She seems like you know how easy like yeah. like you have all of the stuff at your house to record a podcast. Why doesn't she just hit record and start we talking? We were sitting outside talking about that. I was like, bro, I will do this for you. People love just listening to people talk. Yeah, and she has a cute voice. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys could have a podcast together. Yeah, dude. Uh, so here, here's here's some feedback. Have like I've seen the, um, I've seen podcasts where they just like they have it set up on a couch. You should do that. You have yeah, that perfect yeah, couch I, over there. I think about that, but like these mics are so awkward on mic stands. They sure. like fall over. Are I you? have had people record from the couch though. It's tight. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like this too. Cause I'm like, you know, oh, my, yeah. I don't like my computer to fall asleep. While I'm recording. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that. I hope it doesn't get annoying, but I like to like watch, you watch do the you, time man. and stuff. But, um, you can just yeah. change your settings so that it doesn't go yeah. to sleep. I could. I, I love haven't you. I don't mean to, to call it. call you out. On your... <laughs> I feel so called out. <laughs> Tell me about your your how you deal with dry spells and and your experience with them. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I panicked. You know, the first time I ran into one, mm-hmm. um, and okay. got really That's scared lot. that, you know, I'd never write anything ever again. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that like. 
the, it's just like a, it's an ebb and flow. Yeah. You know, and there's always other things to work on, y- you know, like, yeah. Um, so like what will happen for me is like, I'll, you know, cause I'll have, I'll have dry spells, but like the opposite of that happens, you know, it's like six months on six months off. So like yeah. six months, my like output is like insane and I'll just have all these ideas and, yeah. and I'll just like, I'll just sort of compile, 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 compile. Um, and then whenever I hit a dry spell, like that's like, then I just start editing, yeah. you know, I just you start do working else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do something else. I do, yeah. you know, I create in different ways yeah. and I, um, I just exercise a different way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I that's think, super helpful. I just yeah. wait for it to come back and it always, you know, it always does. I think that's a great way because like, like you said, you kind of, um, you know, freaked out because I think when you're younger and you go through dry spells, you worry, like, what does it mean about myself? Like what's wrong with me? Yeah. But I think as, you know, as you mature as a songwriter and a creative person, cause I have dry spells for other things. And I found that too. It's like, Oh, like I might be going through a dry spell when it comes to like coding, yeah. like, uh, you know, like I code a lot and I'll, I'll like do something, I'll do a whole bunch like within two months and then I'll, I'll take time off from that. And then I just put my creative energy into something else. And How I've got do you ever finish anything. You uh, just have so many things. I just make sure I finish it before I go through the dry spell. <laughs> and then, so like, you know, right now I'm like focusing a lot more on like recording. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and trying to fit like podcast stuff in between things and doing a little bit of like music and working on my own, like my own stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll come back to those other things that I'm kind of like on a dry spell hiatus on right now, yeah. you know. That's tight. I, I also, love that. I also feel like I ebb and flow on instruments. Like if you're a multi-instrumentalist yeah. uh, or like an organ connoisseur yeah. like you are, uh, I, man, I went so hard on the piano for like, um, for most of the pandemic. Yeah. and And when I was like, felt like I was like, okay, it's time for me to experiment, like doing something on my own again, like this solo project thing, whatever it turns out to be. Um, I think this is going to be all piano and that's how it will differ from Los Beekeepers. That's why Mm -hmm. I like, you know, that's why the band is a thing is like, cause I still want the band to be a thing, even though we're like kind of high hiatus because what they're working on. Is that why you're under a different name right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That's why um, I'm doing like honeycomb for the the thing. And also I'm just like, you know, I'm tired of being Andrew Hemmons. Like, I want to do fun. something that's, it's like, fun. interesting. Just change, change his name. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and so I was like, okay, the difference is, like, topically, maybe the songs all write, like, different things than I, you know. But, like, Los Beekeepers is a guitar rock band. Yeah. And then this project is going to be, like, an electronic and piano type thing. Yeah. But then I wrote some like bangers on guitar. Yeah. Not not to, like, pat myself on the back. Just, yeah. like, I, I enjoy them, right? Yeah. And... And so, like, now I'm on a piano hiatus, and I'm just, like, all yeah. in on guitar. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, this band is, it's just me experimenting with what can I do on my own. And eventually, I, like, I might bring people in to, like, guest on things or, like, yeah. you know, help me remix and stuff like that. So talk, talk me through that because I'm in the same place, but I'm struggling with understanding or I'm trying to figure out, like you know, I've released stuff 
as Bunny Fox. And it yeah. all sounds like pretty like in the same like genre um, with the same influences. And it's like, and, but you know, I've been super into, to Midwest emo lately. Oh dude. S- diving yeah, so me too, far in the last like 20 years. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, talk I didn't know it, exi- it existed until like, <laughs> you know, six months ago. I thought pop punk was all we had. And I was like, this is stupid no. stuff. But then let's I talk found, about it. Okay. Sure. We're going to get there. After that. We're going to yeah. get there. But yeah, yeah. so basically like, you know, all of the sudden and at the same time, I, you know, I, I got some gear that allowed me to, you know, get electric guitar sounds that I love. And so it's like all of a sudden, like electric guitar is like, it's on. Yeah. Like with Bunny Fox, everything I've heard, you're like, it's very like, uh, you know, electronic. And I'm like, Ooh, this is, this is good. But I've, I know your talent on guitar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And a lot of that was just practical. Yeah. You know, like I just couldn't get a, a good, like guitar tone and so that's that like sort of bled out of my process yeah um but now that it's back it's back with a freaking vengeance and so like i'm like writing all of these like guitar things you know emo songs and and i'm like so excited about it but i don't know like it's like do i have to freaking like have another band name like or can i like put it out like under the bunny Fox stuff. Cause it's like, there's part of me, there's part of me that understands like why people want to put like things and bands and boxes. Yeah. I get that. And I understand that because I do too. You know, I don't, I want, I just want Tom to sing. I don't want, you know, Mark to sing ever, you know, uh, I want to keep them in separate boxes to sing all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, but, but at the same time, it's like, it's like I, I, I also want to sort of call bullshit on it and be like, well, I'm a person. And I exist, and I, you know, I like a lot of different kinds of yeah, music. That's one of the things I struggle with. Like I, I think about this all the time. Like I'm always driving and listening to, um, the uh, listening to all of my the music that I love on shuffle. Yeah. So like one minute it will be a Midwest emo song, but then yeah. it'll be like Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. And then it'll be like nineties, like goth rock yeah. and you know, it'll be all these different things that I love. Um, and, uh, and I'll, I always think to myself, Oh man, I want to be like this. Yeah. I want to do something like this. And, um, I know this isn't answering the name question, but yeah. as far as like the being one person that has all these different interests and all these different things you want to do, at the end of the day, for me, I'm always like, I just need to create and whatever comes out, comes out and it yeah. will still be me doing it. Yeah. You know, and I think people will recognize that. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, and, and like, whenever I say, oh, I want to be like this band, I never actually end up being like that band. Yeah. I'm just influenced by them. They're just a band sure. that I like, you yeah. know? Um, but as far as the name goes, I don't know how, to, I don't know like what to, to say because yeah. my, my reasoning I was trying to like divide things by style, yeah. But I think I'm dividing it by intent. Yeah. You know, like, um, Los Beekeepers is a collaboration. Like, yeah. I'm still this. Yeah, I'm the songwriter, and like, but the process is different. The process is yeah. different. That's that's what it is for me. Um, 
and like I think at the end of the day, it's like, how do you feel about yeah. it? Like, is Bunny Fox a sound? And yeah. then and Midwest emo is is a, is a sound? Yeah. I yeah, yeah. You and that's it differently. I'm, is it I'm all, leaning? Are you I'm Bunny Fox towards then? to just putting it all under? Yeah, under Bunny Fox because it's like that I, makes it easy for the listener too. Does it? I think so. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, it's just like who do you want to listen to? The L.A. L.A. industry bros or the, you know, your own oh, your own heart. Yeah, you know, I, and, and that's to your own heart. Yeah, that's one of <laughs> that's the, the answer. that's one of the beauties of like yeah. having like a day job. Yeah, you know, yeah, is yeah. like you're free. You're, it's like you're not tied to. Um, those decisions in such a serious way. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, not exactly. like, Oh my God, well I have to figure this out yeah, or else this, my career is going to, will this affect be on my the line. reach? Will this, yeah. like, will the algorithm like yeah. this? I can just <laughs> decide to like be yeah. ineffective. I can, I decided <laughs> you know? that, like after 35 years yeah. of, you know, not actually, but like I've been performing as Andrew Himmons in like alongside any band that I've been in yeah. since I was like, at least 17. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's almost 20 years. And I just decided to change my name this yeah. year, you know, yeah. uh, performing, performing name, you know, yeah. and, uh, people, people know who I am, you know? Yeah. And one of the things I like about it is like, you put that on a flyer and people don't know that it's me mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll be pleasantly surprised and not disappointed. Yeah. I love, I <laughs> like, love Oh, it. just this Andrew guy. Yeah. I, uh, Thank you. You're you, welcome. No, I, I feel free to to release to follow my, your heart. Yeah, to release my heavy, heavy. Yeah. Um, but Midwest emo, dude. Yeah, tell me. Let's tell me about it. You want to start our podcast right now? Like <laughs> yeah. our new Midwest yeah. emo podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like. Oh man, it tickles like such been, a specific itch yeah. for me. Who have you been me. getting into? You might know like bands I don't know. So. So Hot Mulligan yeah. has been hitting really hard. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. They're like really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so Hot Mulligan, um, Tiny Moving Parts mm-hmm. is is really good. Um, Charmer. Um, yeah, I've, I've been doing the going super deep into the rabbit hole of like YouTube playlists oh, of, nice. of just nice. like listening to them and then like writing, writing stuff down. I have like yeah. a very regimented Spotify life. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've told with me. With like very I... organized pr- playlists and yeah. stuff. So like I'm, I'm a, I'm a music consumer. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. crazy about new music. And, um, so that's sort of how I'm still sort of getting yeah. to know all of those bands. And so you've been getting into like a lot of newer Midwest <clears throat> emo bands. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've listened to them, but Hotelier. Yo, f- oh yeah. my gosh right yeah. like that's one of those bands yeah. that every time i hear them i'm like i want to replicate oh, this yeah oh, like oh man the drum sounds mm. there's so there's so something so rich about every single thing on their last yeah. two albums um it's all about the room the room oh sound my gosh man. The, so good everything the the tones the the riffs the yeah. timings like man everything about and his voice too yeah. you know and his different voices. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so good. I don't know if this would be considered Midwest emo, but the now, now that I think of it and think of like Hotelier, mm-hmm. like 
Um, I love, love, love into it over it. Oh, I feel like that is considered like it, it, it's sound, like in the you know? same like none of these vein. bands are like maybe some of them are from the Midwest. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like all these bands that are trying to capture like the Midwest emo yeah. of the '90s, very but, electric yeah. guitar, yeah. oriented, yeah. and like there's like yeah. But dude, I love like his whole catalog. I'll just mm. like go deep nice. into. Oh, I love it so yeah. much. Um, um, yeah. Are you into any like classic Midwest emo bands? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But lay them out there. Let's see. I like that's that's what I'm like, uh, really into. But like the Promise Ring, you ever listen to the Promise Ring? Uh, I have. Yeah. Yes. Um. Now I'm blanking. Utah, Idaho. Yeah. No. Just though that's. Oh, whoops, sorry. It's oh, time to, for me to take my meds. Okay. You want to pause and take your meds? No, no, it's okay. I'll okay. take them later. Okay. Just Kayla, before don't I, be mad. Just before I go to bed. Okay. Um, so, Kayla, uh, remind me to take my meds yeah. before I go to bed. Uh, I mean, Get Up Kids, American yeah. Football. Yeah. Um, shoot. I, now I'm blanking. I'm, I feel like there's so many bands that I that I love that are considered Midwest emo originally like yeah. i feel like uh even jets for brazil could get lumped in with that because of the sound yeah um uh i think the weaker thens are a midwest emo band oh that's yeah. tight i consider them a midwest emo band I'm, right like like they're contemporaries I'm of all with of those you. bands yeah they play that same style of guitar rock. like yeah the weaker thens and get up kids that's like the perfect tour yeah. right like um especially kind of like bands. like post uh like later get up kids, you know, yeah. when they started getting a little bit more like calmer yeah. and less pop punky. Dude. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that, but yeah, man, I, I love all the, the classics too. John K. Sampson is like my sensei. Yeah. I love him so yeah. much. Um, yeah. Left and leaving is like the perfect album for me. That's like, yeah. that's another desert Island for me. Like I just yeah. put, put headphones on and listen to that whole thing all the way through. Yeah, I've I, I have a hard time picking. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that is that is the album that I found first. Yeah, yeah, and like has like like Pamphleteer is like Ooh, yeah. that's one of my favorite. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's our Wi-Fi password. Oh. That's how much I love it. All right, everyone, free Wi-Fi. Hang yeah. on, I have something to show you. This is like this is a card that Melanie made me when mm. um, like uh. Maybe, I don't know if it was like when we first started dating, like officially your, your or like, or after, or like after she moved in with me. But I mean, it was just this card, but she drew yeah. this on the inside. Oh, it yes. Says, it says in love, Get with, it. in love with love and lousy poetry. Mm. That's like one of my favorite lines. Like, yeah. uh, I'm like one of these people who like wants to get lyrics tattooed on me, even though I haven't yeah. gotten lyrics tattooed on me yet. Yeah. But I definitely want in love with love and lousy poetry tattooed on yeah. me. Um, and there's another line from a promise ring song that I would do too, but I keep this right here. Cause it's tight. It's cute. So good, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We could just start going into different weaker than definitely. Lyrics. Yeah. Um, what, what else do you have? Let's dude? see. Let's check my list. Yeah. Let's, let's check the list and then maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll record some songs. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, this is a good one. So, um, you know, 
bringing it full circle because we started yeah. talking about Ascenders a little bit. Oh, okay. So I, one of the things that I was terrified about, um, you know, like moving from my 20s into my 30s was, am I all all of the sudden going to start making music like bring back love, you know? Yeah. Like super cheesy dad. Is, is that an Ascenders? It is. Okay. I, I D- fell off the Ascenders train. Like, exactly. Exactly. Actually, I've never been into any of his solo stuff. Like yeah. I kind of, that free one he released was pretty good. Yeah. The I can make a mess. Is that uh, the one you're talking about? I like the first I can make a mess, but yeah. I, uh, the other one I've listened to through, it was fine. Yeah. Um, uh, there was one with like little toy army men or soldiers or something okay. on it. That yeah. one was all right. I don't think I, but I just kind of fell off. Like I'll yeah. be honest, you know, I will say a lot of the new early November stuff that I listened to was really good. Yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, so, so he has a very cheesy. Yeah. And record. basically that's, you know, like in my, sorry, Ace, tw- we're, yeah. we're dragging you. You know, I, I was, I was such a diehard early November fan and like early yeah. November was like super important to me and I feel like developing that's, as like a that's what guitarist. developed us yeah. all in yeah. in our first band together. Yeah. You know, and, and as musicians. And so like, you know, then Ace went out on his own and it felt like there was like all of a sudden his lyrics changed from like stuff that I could really like relate to. Yeah. To um, well, well, in my head, it, it felt like all of a sudden he was happy and now he's like, Has you know, to sing like, about you know, his, a lyric is bring back love, you know, like yeah. it's just like super sentimental preciousness. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so it's, it's like that paint. What's that painter that everyone loves to hate? Uh, Thomas Kincaid. Kincaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh, this is actually turning into a question, but, um, like, do you, like, do you f- fear losing relevance, I don't especially know if, when it comes to like writing lyrics? I don't know if I fear losing relevance, but I do fear writing cheesy lyrics. And mm-hmm. that's why, that's why I have a hard time with choruses. Like I was saying earlier yeah. is like, Sometimes I'm like, oh man, this course is kind of cheesy. It's a little too on the nose. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so cheesy, but it's like, you know, if I like it, I keep it. If it's too cheesy, I'll change it. Yeah. But I I will say like I'm the worst at writing choruses, um, and uh, and that's why I like I get into verses so well. I think when my verses start getting cheesy, and I don't recognize it, you know, like um put me in like an old person's home or something because yeah. it's too late for me yeah you know I, totally. you won't be able to, that's i think i don't know i i think there are some people that realize they're writing something cheesy and and go like this is i'm okay yeah. with that and there's some people that don't realize it they think they're being deep yeah and um i you know i don't know i don't know what to think about that or what to say about that i just I fear it. Yeah. You know, I fear that happening to me for sure. Maybe, maybe that's, that's more terrifying is yeah. not knowing, not knowing. You yeah. Know, that's like what I feeling fear for like, sure. Feeling like it's, I it's think deep, if you, but then everyone else is like, dude, yeah, this I, guy is silly. I think He's if you're doing so it on, silly. I think if you're doing it on purpose to try to sell records or something, you're just like a sellout or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
I think there is like another like maybe smaller version of of people who are writing something cheesy, yeah, but make it good. Mm. You know, like for some reason it comes out good. Like um, I think about like Daniel Johnston. Yeah, you know, like he he definitely was like this outsider, but um, he true, hit true, like a sincerity. Like true love will find you in the end. Yeah, it's it. That's a, those are cheesy, you know, lyrics, yeah. but the the sincerity behind it exactly yeah is uh you could hear it right yeah um it's a heck of a good example because like his songs have been covered so many times yeah and you know i know he has other songs too i know that purists, aren't like that cheesy i know like purists would be like oh well you know daniel johnston's versions are the best but yeah. it's like for me, like I love to listen to those covers. Yeah, well, Daniel Johnson wasn't a good. He wasn't he that wasn't, great. He wasn't good. He like, was an insanely good songwriter. Yeah, but he wasn't like technically technically good. good yeah, exactly. At really any of yeah. it. Um, but like, um, I think her name is Kate Davis. She mm-hmm. came out with like an entire album just of Daniel Johnson's songs, and it's so good. Nice. It feels like oh I'll man, like, like how how they how they need to be. And they're just like, they hit so hard. Yeah. They hit so hard. Um, one of, one of the songs, it's like one of my favorite lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, um, I'll do anything but break dance for you, darling. Like that's <laughs> like, just like the funnest, oh, like man. funnest yeah. lyric for me. But yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. It's weird though that, yeah, preciousness is like a uh man, sometimes you pull it off, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, I, that's that's the thing and yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you're you're Daniel and can pull off anything and sometimes you're Acenders and it's like uh no, yeah. it's not really hitting man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Cool. Well, um longest podcast ever that yeah. I've done. I kind of knew it. We could keep going. We yeah, could we literally could. podcast all night. I mean, that, that's the intro. Um, could... Yeah, I think we'll have to do another part. But yeah. before we close, is there any like last thing you want to say or talk about? Um, no, I I still think about that show. Yeah, at your house. Which one? Um, the one with with Dog Dream. Oh yeah, the and, one that just happened. But I keep thinking about Kate Smash's set. She is so good. Yeah. So I'd, yeah, I love just her. First, let first that podcast. float out into the ether. Yeah. How tight that set was. Yeah. Um. First podcast guest too, Cheyenne. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm. I'm back pre Kate Smash. I'm one of her biggest fans for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Love you. I love you. All right. Bye. Are, are we gonna cry now? Yeah. I already I started the podcast yeah. literally. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna pause and you wanna record a song? Let's do it. Okay. Did you really kiss God that hard? Were his lips your favorite part? Slip the quarters in the machine And he told you how good
life can be. Did you hold his hand all Easter break? While I kept his sister out too late. Slipped a ring on your skinny hand And you let him play bass In your band You think you love him more than me I'm the one getting dirty The one leading his army Oh Take so many body shots in an incomplete image I made. Cause I've never. Hey